Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bench Unit podcast. I, James McSorley, am here on a Monday morning to talk to you about, uh, I was going to say everything, but probably most of the things that happened in the world of wheelchair basketball over the weekend. I'm joined, as always, by Mark Schofield. How's it going? Yeah, not bad. Thanks, man. Thanks for getting up Monday morning to do this with me because neither of us have anything better to be doing with our lives. Well, no, we're doing this because you have a real job. (laughs) We also could have done this on Sunday and we did a virtual escape room instead. So I guess we've only got ourselves to blame for this. That was fun, though. That was quite interesting. Yeah, that was fun. Um, We also only have ourselves and Medieval playing Malaga on a Sunday because we didn't want to leave. I'm not allowed to say anything bad about Mediva because I get hate mail arrivals to our social media (laughs) accounts. You don't. You get correctly, (laughs) like you get corrected on your bad predictions. And to be fair, no one, I didn't predict that they would play on a Sunday. But yeah, so our plan was to like get up every Sunday morning and round up all the games from the night before. But I woke up on Sunday and I was like, Mediva haven't played yet. And I also haven't watched any games. So I don't want to come on and be like, Okay, so Vidalid beat Vigo by four. It must have been like, no, I didn't yeah. want to just make it up. Yeah, no, that's completely fair. So, have we had enough time to digest games and pretend to know what we're talking about? Because that's all we ever do. Potentially. Yeah. So, where should we start? Well, should we start with you? Because that gets that one out of the way. Sure. Okay. So, we, Bilbao, beat. Uh, Ocam Murcia 96 48. So clean Dublin up, yeah. So they had a, had a tough time because obviously a new team in the league, and also two of their three like main players in their starting five weren't there, yeah. So tough, tough sledding for them, and that's they'd obviously traveled up to you guys as well and yeah, that's the longest yeah. trip in the in the league Bilbao to Mercia and back oh, is it? so yeah. they had yeah they had a tough time like as i say two of their like main sort of scoring threats weren't there for like i think they're like a family thing like i think they're they're a couple and i think there was like a wedding or so i don't know i heard there was something that they that they were like i'm going to go to this instead of a basketball game which made me be like yeah okay like cool but fair enough nah, man. yeah um, you guys you guys laid it on them i think is the easiest way to put this there's probably not a whole lot of analysis to take from this one has no, um didn't get to 100 which was sad because we were on like mid 80s like halfway through the fourth and i was like hey come on bust out that <laughs> one on the scoreboard i want to see if it has one it's yeah i'm so i'm just looking at our stats here and it's yeah. like yeah it's it's yeah, it's, yeah, this is tough. That's gonna happen. Like, there's a couple of games in this league that, like, there's been a few already. Like, Mediva put like a million points um, yeah. on board last week. Like, yeah, yeah. As I say, that's tough. So they brought, like, as I said, they kind of play through three players. They only brought one of them, and he had three fouls in the first quarter. So it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, okay, tough. that's probably enough said about that game. Tough sledding. We should probably, um, ahead of your big game coming up this weekend, we should probably point out that you are undefeated as a member of Bilbao, so no pressure going forward. The real pressure is someone pointed out that Albacete have never, like, not never, but in the last couple of years, haven't won in Bilbao, and they're coming next week. But people kept mentioning that, and I was like, hey. Well, stop it. That makes a difference. Philipski's their superstar signing and he's undefeated with Albacete. So it's only, it's just a head to head between undefeated superstar signings next week. Undefeated superstar signings, Philipski and Bustetche. <laughs> right. Um, Should we truck on to the next one? Let's crack on. Uh, I'm just going to do these games in the order they show up in the stats. This is not chronological, obviously. So the Madiba game is next, even though it was the last game. Yeah. So they beat um, Malaga. I was going to just be like, Amivel Reyes, Gutierrez. It's Malaga. They beat Malaga 67-45. Um, did you watch much of this? Uh, the stream didn't work for the whole first quarter. I turned yeah. the stream on to start the second quarter, and it was something like 21-6. Yes, um, it was. 
yeah and it was tough tough viewing from that point i must admit um i watched the whole second quarter i watched about half of the third quarter when malaga put the uh rodrigo perez the colombian uh four-pointer and they have a polish guy who's a mismatch shooter they put those two in got enough points on the board in the short span that it was like oh this might be like at least getting back towards a 10-point game at some point and then it very rapidly didn't so i was like okay i'm I'm done on this one yeah but madiba just yeah put it put it on them um like just looking at their stats like salvador um, sandoval 10 from 17 phil 8 from 11 like lewis 6 11 you know like yeah yeah they they just kind of got whatever they wanted again yeah i'm um I was a little bit more optimistic on Malaga this year. Uh, I thought they've always been like less than some of the parts when they have put some pretty talented guys on the floor and they still have some talent this year. I thought it might fit better. I don't know if the Mandiba thing was just a terrible matchup for them or if they, some of their lineups just don't fill me with confidence as of yet. I think they still have some good players, but yeah, I am like, unconvinced by the two games I've seen so far. Yeah, it's been a weird one because like they shouldn't touch a team like Madiba who are going to be up near the top end of the league. Like they shouldn't really get anywhere near them. But like, I don't know. Last like last game against Gran Canaria, they hung around, but it was twenty eighteen at the end of the half. So yeah. I don't know if they hung around because Gran Canaria were bad for a half because like Gran Canaria switched something basic up for the third quarter and just blew them out of the water. So like, but I don't know. I'd be interested to see how they do against like some of the other like middle of the road teams. But yeah, yeah, man. yeah I think um, just looking that's... at the stats, like fill with um, 22, 10 and seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll get it done. I think Phil, okay. Phil looked way more aggressive in this game than he, like, obviously, I can't say a whole lot because I didn't watch the entirety of the Burgos game because it was a million-point difference and I was busy hanging my head in shame. Yeah, um, you, were, you were too embarrassed to look at it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Phil looked really aggressive in terms of looking for shots and stuff, which he hasn't been for the last year or two, I think is fair to say. Sure. Um, and that was kind of my main hang-up with Madiba was, are they going to end up looking for better shots all the time and then having their bigs shoot, you know, post-ups towards the end of the shot clock and it get a bit clunky from there. But I think if Phil's aggressive, the answer to that question is probably no. And that's a good thing for them. Oh yeah. Phil pulling it from the mid range is a dangerous man. So yeah. So yeah, I'll apologize to them again. And (laughs) you didn't call, you didn't call Malaga to beat them. I don't know what's more fun. Like, Calling every team that then play as a joke <laughs> now, um, just making fun of you being like, I don't know, yeah. Malaga, or being like, I don't know, Burgos, man, like Burgos against the yeah. Union this week, they look good. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going I'm to lean hard into both of those for the rest of the season. For the rest of my life. Yeah. Not yours, mine. Um, <laughs> cool. I think, is there anything else on the Malaga game? I, I don't know where I see Malaga finishing off the back of this, that is Malaga's destiny to be the best team in the Viadolid Vigo range. Yeah. Maybe. No, that's what I'm saying. Like I'll see them them teams all play each other and be interested. Like yeah, Viadolid, Malaga, um, Vigo, Burgos. Um Burgos are in top tier. Um yeah, Burgos are the best team in the league. Because you think Burgos are better than no. Are you, if you had to pick one, would you call Malaga pulling an upset against one of the higher tier teams or completely dropping the ball against one of the lower tier teams? Which one would be more surprising or more likely? Uh, I think the latter is more likely. I don't see, I don't know, I don't see any of the top tier teams crap in the bed and dropping one. Fair enough. Yeah, um, I think that's probably fair. If we do it, I'm just going to shrug and say, I guess we're not a top tier team, so that I'm not <laughs> wrong. 
I'd rather I'd rather just slander my own team than be incorrect on a podcast that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, yeah I think I've, I've, I've that's asked. about it on that game. Um, yeah, Libra are just running, just running through teams. Cool. Shall we trudge on? The, yes. I'm, look, I'm looking at uh, these score lines, man, and there's we're going to be picking at bones to have anything interested to talk about on a lot of these. Yeah, 45 minutes in, we're going to be like, so how's the weather with you? <laughs> Just talking about the interesting stuff about there being a time difference and the fact that it's kind of daytime here and kind of nighttime there. Yeah, weird, um, isn't it? Or morning time. Okay, so next game. Anyway, Albacete, Amiab Albacete, uh, 83, Fundacion FDI Las Rosas, 37. So, I, I, I like... I like paused in there to be like, how Spanish or not Spanish do I go with this? And I sound very much like someone who, who like was thinking of trying and then was like, no, I don't speak Spanish. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, you don't. I don't. You're right. I had a funny moment like um, when I did that rolled interview, check it out. Uh, not you. You don't need to. Anyone else listening? It, I've actually yeah. not watched it yet. I do need to watch it. It's fine. I plugged this podcast at the end. Um, Thanks. Because Dylan's like, I can't believe you haven't done this. And I was like, yeah, I don't really know what the protocol is, but you've brought it up. So like, if you want to hear more of this, <laughs> like I was like, and no one will have gotten through 15 minutes of me and wanted to hear more. But if you do, I'm over there. Me and Mark well, are over there. Have a nice time. Um, the ultimate plug would have been when you jumped on your interview with Dylan, if I was just also there as if we, <laughs> as if we were like, couldn't appear if we weren't a package deal like Anton Deck. Yeah, we should get Dylan on the podcast soon. Yeah, he's the we man. Should. Okay, so um, anyway, looking at these scores, Filipski, 12 from 15 for 30 points. That'll do it. Plus minus of 45. Cal with a plus <laughs> 47. Um, one, of the, one of the guys from Last Rosas with a plus minus of minus 46. Oh gosh. He did play 40 minutes to be fair. I think he might be a low who had to play for points to make it work. Is, so yes, yes, at, yes. At, at that point, you're doomed to have the worst plus minus known to man. Yeah. Um you are true. Um Cano um had 14 um on the other side of the ball. The high score for those guys. Yeah. Um and Lee's back. I think that was the big thing. Lee didn't play yeah. the first game. Um He's back and he played 18 minutes. And um, put up three whole points. Well done three, to him. Three points, uh, nine rebounds, four assists. Yeah, welcome back, Lee. Um, I was talking to him about it and he was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, I just want to like make sure I'm, I'm sweet and then I'll definitely be back for your guys game. And I was like, as your friend, are you <laughs> sure you don't need to leave it another couple of weeks? <laughs> you know, as your friend. Um, yeah. But, no. Uh, I think how much of this did you watch? Um, I caught, I think, most of the second half of this as I was dotting around in between other games. I caught, I caught the first quarter and it was like 30 to 8 at one point, maybe going into the second quarter. I can't find the splits on here. But um, yeah, I, cut, I caught that. And then I was like, there's probably more ga- games that require more attention than this one, which was a bit of a Albacete parade, at least yeah. in the in the first half. And it, I flicked around and there weren't many games that required more attention. So I just dropped back to this one because half these guys are our friends. Yeah. Ben, eight out of 10. That was cool. Um, Yeah, I kind of, I watched the first half and I feel like the very start of the game was like, Lee hit a free throw. And then it was just like, Philipski and Kyle being like, hey, you hit a shot. No, you hit a <laughs> shot. No, I insist. <laughs> Yeah, and look, looking at Philip's <laughs> no makes it feel like someone goes, "You hit a shot," and someone goes, "No, I'm going to miss one." No, <laughs> what I very much meant was they were just taking turns scoring from yeah. kind of wherever they wanted, which was which was fun to a certain point. But I can't wait till the the good teams play the good teams, so that I get excited about this. This this is probably not great listening us being like, "So this team won by 40. But yeah, well. In our defense, if teams don't want to be talked about like they lost by 40, they shouldn't lose by 40. <laughs> yeah, that's always my answer to the conversation when people have this like philosophical conversation about like 
if someone doesn't dribble the ball out in like a college game because they're being disrespectful. And it's like, hey man, do you know when people don't dribble the ball out when you're only winning by like six? Hey, if you don't want people to be disrespectful, be respectable. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Um, so tagline of the podcast. No, that's not, that's going to make people think we're talking about wheelchair basketball when I'm talking about like a hypothetical college player. No, you're right. Um, yeah, I will struggle to make any grand observations off this Alba City game because they've only waxed a couple of bad teams so far and you guys versus them will be their first real team to come in and push them, I imagine. Yeah, us against them reminds me of something funny that happened on Saturday. So we played our game and like, Anyone who's played away in Bilbao or played home, anyone who's played in Bilbao will know that the fans are like, there's a fair, like a handful of people that show up to games and make a bit of noise and it's all mad and it's super weird, but like they all like wheelchair basketball a lot, which is really nice. Um, Like I don't even care that much, but fair play, like do what you want. They bring like drums and megaphones and it's weird. Like it's only like 40 people, 50 people, but it sounds like more sometimes when you're playing because it's like a small room and, they really bring the really bring the the energy, but it was really cool to be a part of. But anyway, after the game, there's like a cafe slash bar upstairs in our venue, and everyone goes up and has like a drink or a coffee or like a beer or whatever, whatever you feel like. And yeah. We went up there, a couple of the players and everyone's families and stuff went up. There's really it's like a really nice environment. Like it's not like lads, lads, lads having a beer afterwards. Yeah. Like. People's wives are there. People's kids are running about. Like people's grandparents are sitting there. The fans are over and they're chatting to the players. And it's cool because like people already knew all the new guys and were like talking to us. And it was cool, man. But we went up and at one point I had just ordered a beer and someone came up to me and started shouting at me. And he was like, for he he did not say for flip's sake, but well, he spoke Spanish. So um, he was like, for flip's sake, we've got Albastetti next week and Gran Canaria the week after that. What are you doing? You should be hydrating. Never mind the beer. Get on the pirate. Like, <laughs> come on, man. I think it was Aquarius he mentioned, but practically pirate, but nicer. Yeah. But he was like, he was like, Jesus Christ, man, come on. You've got a job to do. Stop mucking around. But um, also just no. while we're talking about Las Rosas, the fact that um, Chavala can still do it like yeah. five from 11 he's like he's, he he's, old, he's old well. man i don't know how old he is but it's a thing of like it's really hard for him to get where he wants to go but then when he gets there he's like yeah don't worry yeah. about it Link's when man. um when go when gomez arrives how many contested post-ups are they just gonna sink when they're like uh we've got nowhere but don't worry about it that might oh, be their entire there? uh christian gomez the oh. argentinian guy oh wow i've Forgot that. That's cool. I completely forgot as well um, up until you guys played them. And I was speaking to Mendel at that point because he was asking about the game. And then he well, he sent me the Facebook post they'd put up saying Gomez was signing. So I assume he's arriving at some point. Yeah, man. Must just yeah. Maybe he's just having trouble still COVID yeah. traveling. Or I don't know. I'm yeah, not like so, to speculate. So yeah, he'll be there at some point and they'll run every shot clock down to the late 20s and then just heave one and it'll be great it probably will be great he always like the way he plays always reminds me of the fact that we pushed past Argentina like doing like a team training session at uh, World in 2018 and they were just like all their forwards were taking like contested post-ups off like a big bump from their partner who was contesting their shots but it was like like a foul like it wasn't like a little nudge to like let you fade away like it was like it, it might like you might it like a ref might call it an unsportsman like they were just practicing those and I was like hey what what are we doing like that's so weird practice <laughs> sitting still and making them um but no, it's bizarre yeah. yeah but that says everything about like that guy yeah yeah but anyway should we right. should we should we shift on um yeah let's do it talking about uh, teams that won by 90-something to a lot less than that. Uh, El Union beat Burgos 98-67. Yeah. Um, interesting things that happened there. Bill Latham was 11 from 13. Um, Greg 11 from 16. 
Uh, seems like the minutes were kind of not. I was going to say shared out. Everyone played a little bit, but it's kind of like a lot of twenties and thirties, and then a couple of people got like yeah, single so figures minutes. They didn't trust my guy from um, the bass player from Corn with many minutes. I see. From the <laughs> you can't just say that about someone who has a certain hairstyle. I can. You told me yeah. that last week, and I can do it anyway. Um, Should we have a compilation of you can't do that at the end of the season? Um, yes. No, it'll probably get us in trouble at some point. Um, yeah. When I say, like, I'm looking at the stats and I go, oh, interesting things. And they just put things in bold. So I'm like, ah, yeah, Terry went <laughs> seven from seven from the free throw line. That's not that interesting. Um, well, the, I think the most interesting stat from this whole thing is the fact that Maciek had 26 points on 11 from 17 shooting against a team that's designed to just jump people and funnel them inside into many, many bigs. Yeah. The Matrix like, hey, don't worry about it, boys. I can... Yeah. Like, how well, many one fives? Inside, and he's like, I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> okay, funneling you inside. Well, you can, but I won't be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I watched this game, like, bits and pieces, and it's like, if you had told me 11 from 17, all 11 of those makes were like, from the baseline on a spot up, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But it was cool to watch because it was like so it's so often that shooters on the other team, especially guards, just don't get to have their usual game against Illunion and Matrix. Like, hey, I will be up to my usual standards if that's all the same to everybody else. Yeah, I, like I promise you, I won't care about what you try and do to stop it because he's really yeah. small. So they could have just like there's a certain amount of like you jump in with someone big and he's a one five. Like he's gonna yeah. have some he's gonna have some trouble. But um, yeah, man. Um, what yeah. else was interesting? Oh yeah, three guys in the twenties for Illunion is called Bill with twenty five, Terry twenty nine, Greg twenty two. It's cool to see cool to see Terry on the floor for those guys consistently. I don't really know. I don't know if Jake's coming back or I, I assume I still assume so. I haven't spoken to anyone about it, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know what really the Jake should, situation is. Like this is the thing of like not that inside information is anything in wheelchair basketball because anyone who knows anyone can know anything, but like the <laughs> fact that I could just ask someone and actually come on this podcast with information and choose not to is yeah. hilarious. We we should make a note to actually be informed about stuff. Um, yeah, no, I think the Illunion thing is last year they didn't quite get the balance of probably their four guys who were going to put most of the points up. Didn't quite strike it, I don't think. And Jake is obviously, I don't think anyone would pretend they're better without him, but they seem to have found chemistry among Bill, Terry and Greg at least up to this point. And they also maybe, have only played Burgos and Vigo. Yeah, that was going to be my next point. Maybe it's relatively simple for those guys to all put up many points when there's a lot of points to go on the board. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, Illunion haven't been pushed either. And looking at next week's schedule, I don't think they've got anything enormous to worry about. But we'll, well, they're going to get pushed at some point presumably because that's how the league works but in the meantime Greg's the top scorer in the league so way to go Greg go on Greg when you have like 36 and then 22 in two games that'll do it yeah I wonder has anyone ever like ended up being the top scorer of the league from just like absolutely smashing it against the bad teams but like like I wonder if you could go like 35 by running in layups against the the teams at the bottom of the league and then like not show up like i wonder if you play a few enough games does that actually work out but probably not um eric if you could get consistently like mid 30s against against bad teams and then like 12 to 14 against good teams that might be enough to do it it depends what your barrier for not showing up is yeah if you if your barrier for not showing up is like seven points then probably not no no uh, yeah, I just you mentioned top scoring in the league. I'm looking, Greg's leading the league in scoring. Salazar, Jorge Salazar's leading the league in rebounds. Jorge Sanchez leading the league in assists. Twelve assists, jeez, and yeah, efficiency. 
Filipski, although I don't really know what that means. Uh, that efficiency, the stat, is just a black box that's like, hey, we'll put all the numbers in here, shake the box, and see what comes out. It's yeah, like, it's, it's mad. Different. I've heard someone quote it on another like wheelchair basketball thing, and I was like, hey, tell me what that means. Gun to your head. Tell me what that means, and I'll, I'll allow you to talk about it. Yeah. Now, I think um, we've probably got everything from the Illunion game at this yeah. point, unless you've Unless you want me to back Burgos again, which I'm having a hard time doing. Nah, I think you should do it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, moving on. The the close game of the week. Yeah, um, in- Valladolid, Fundacion Arellos, uh, 66. Iberconza Amphi Vigo, 62. How much if nothing else... If nothing else, we can rely on Valladolid beating a similarly talented team by four in a, yes. a game, in a week where every other game is a blowout. Yeah, but, man. Yeah, I watched this one. This wasn't the prettiest game by any stretch, but it was worth watching because it was competitive where the rest of the games that were on the other day weren't. Um, I think this might have been the second most watchable game anywhere of the week after um, there was the French League game between yeah. Red Dragons and the Cane, which we'll probably touch on in a, a second once we've wrapped Spain up. But um, we should. Yeah, um, Vidalid, uh, Yelma played really well of former Madiba fame. 10 from 14, uh, yeah. 32 points. That was 32 efficiency. Rebound, you zero it. assists. I mean, 21 points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tw- I was just looking at the stats and I was like, that doesn't make sense. I've read the number beside it. Whoops. Yeah. Move on. Uh, zero assists, 15 rebounds. I kind of respect that. Being like, hey, give me, give me the ball. When you're 10 from foot, what's the like number of shots made and attempted before you're like, hey, my assists no longer matter because I'm the best option? Yeah. He's about there. 70%. Yeah. He's, he's, he's there, thereabouts. Yeah. Um, now, that was cool watching him because he's been like relatively invisible since I think this is second year in Vidalid. Yeah. They've always got seemingly some all right bigs and a bunch of guards or creators that don't quite get enough done for them. Sure. And it was cool for him to be like, hey, I'll just hit mismatches. We don't need to worry about shot creation when I can just shoot over people. Yeah. Because he's a big guy since he got his new chair. I think it was last year. He's just like yeah. jacked up. Like the, he's like the tallest when he's sitting because he's barely sitting. Not saying he's doing anything illegal. He's just kind of that's how chairs are set up now. But yeah. like, like I have no doubt that that his ass is on his chair. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just he's just sat massive. But yeah, man. Yeah. So he can score. That was the whole thing. That's how you end up in Madiba. I think whatever team he was playing with before. They played him in a Euroleague and he just like put whatever amount on them. Yeah, like, I remember. Hey, let's get this guy, which is cool. But yeah, I think um, this Vital Vigo game doesn't seem like a big deal because they're mid table. But this is like essentially <laughs> this game and this four point difference might be the difference between finishing seventh and eighth if that's enough to care about. Oh, yeah, um, to be fair, if it ends up between eighth or ninth, that's an actual problem. Yeah. If you don't make Copa del Rey. Yeah. So, yeah, way to go, Violet. Vigo, I still don't really know what's going on with them. They have uh, Fabian Romo, Agostino Alonso, and um, I don't know what version of his four names this guy puts together, but is it Vilas? Julio Vilas? Yeah, is Julio the Vilas. Are the, are Mexican the names that he goes for. Okay. Um, they're playing 40 minutes each, and then there's a bunch of not a great deal um, sharing the rest of the playing time around. Romo's got 24 on 12 shots. Not bad going by yeah. any stretch, but... Not four from six threes. Yeah. That's I, the thing. Like, it's the game that we said. It's like, hey, he can also just launch and might get you, like, 30, might get you 40. Yeah. It worries me a little bit that... Him and um, Alejos aren't like on that team. You would hope they'll put twenty up each, and 
they've lost a couple of games where they've been like one guy in the 20s, one guy. Uh, Argos had 11 this game, and I think Roma had like seven or nine last week. So yeah. if if those guys aren't putting points up combined, then I think Vigo are in trouble. It's a very oversimplified take on this. Yeah, and it's the thing of like, you're the only two guys on that team that are, that are going to get any sort of heat from a defense, but also like you talk about putting up 20 points, like try and put up 20 shots each at least. Like, yeah, it's just like Romo taking 12 shots for that team and Alejos taking nine shots for that team. And once again, I understand that playing for that team, they're probably getting defended well. Yeah, but it's, it's, um, it's, it's not, you gotta like, it's if not you're the main. You're like the two main guys on your team. You got to find a way to get some shots up, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Listen to us being coaches. Got to find yeah. a way to get some shots up. I won't take twenty shots all season. <laughs> How many <laughs> shots have you taken? Two games combined. Uh, I took two shots yesterday. I took a free throw. Uh, I was two from two and made a free throw. Uh, free throw doesn't count. And the other game, I think I took. Four shots. Okay. So, yeah. I. What does that put you on for the rest of the year? What do you play? 18 games? Yeah. So less so, than a shot a game. Hey, you'll um, be fine. To be fair, against any good team, I'll probably just disappear and not touch the ball. So that there's that. <laughs> Man, don't give away no. the secrets. No, I, uh, yeah, no, I play for a team that's like, hey, I'm going to throw you the ball if you're in the spot that I, I think you should be. So... It's fine. I'll probably end up with a ball being thrown at me at some point, so I might have to shoot it. Um, Fair enough. And do the right thing, you know? Um, yeah. At what point is taking the right shot the wrong thing if you miss a few? Uh, <laughs> I think once you're, once you're zero from four is when it's like, hey, do something on the floor other than shoot that same shot again. Yeah, like I literally had this like philosophical conversation with someone at some point a couple of years ago where I was like, people were like, no, that's the right shot. I was like, no, but there's a certain point where it isn't anymore. Yeah. And people were like, you're just trying to not take shots. I'm like, yes, but yeah. listen to me. <laughs> I have statistical evidence to explain <laughs> right right shot, wrong shooter is like yes yeah. that that's not a dig at you that's for the no, theory no, no, in no, general like i was just after a game that i just wasn't good and everyone's like no but you're taking it i was like well no like yeah you might be right but they're not going in so um but yeah anyway should we move on enough about yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> i think we've um have we had everything in spain others oh, grand canaria and zuzanak to cover so what yeah, do you think of your that. your nemesis? Is nemesis the plural of nemesis? Nemesis uh, is it the plural of besties? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Grand Canaria Zuzanak. So Grand Canaria sixty nine, Zuzanak thirty four. <laughs> um, uh, so interesting things. It's funny they just highlight random stuff, including who plays the most minutes. Jorge playing forty minutes, no matter what. Is yeah, but that's it's, not interesting it's funny it to me. It's funny game. to me specifically because when I was there, anytime we were in a blowout, um, and the coach made subs, or it would be like me, yes, me, me, <laughs> me, hello. <laughs> you just never get pulled, and it's so funny, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. This was again pretty uneventful. Richard played and put up more points than he has done in quite a few games. I yeah, think Richie that... with 14. Um, Richie, yeah, um, drew five fouls from just being a wrecking ball and being like, hey, I'm going through this gap, so come with me or don't, whatever. Um, yeah, man. There's not a lot here. Well, the only thing I'll bring up, because this is a couple of games of relatively comfortable wins in which Rose hasn't put a lot of points up, has the defensive attention on Rose got to the point where she went through people leaving her or helping off her last year and then regularly putting up 20? Has it flipped far enough the other way where Rose gets to put up no points, but everyone else does as a result? Oh, I don't know, because they haven't played anyone good yet. Um, so maybe. Um, but no, that's the thing of like Rose's, like, Rose's shooting ability is just like, 
a constant that kind of like you can shut down defensively um, if you really, really sell out on it, but then you're kind of giving up some other stuff. And then as soon as you adjust back, it's like, oh, my 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 shooting is still here. You know what I mean? Like as yeah. soon as you like, if you like over jump Rose to like make sure she gets nothing and then you start giving stuff up inside, the second you switch your coverage up and give her something open, it's like she doesn't need to heat up again. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, fine. That- that's why we were selling out to stop that. Yeah. Although she like she was like two from five. Like yeah. No, uh, she a one more shot rolls in and she's on 60% instead of 40. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not getting it. The fact that she's getting five shots up is maybe like, okay, like maybe that's defense is sort of adjusting, but also when you play other teams that are maybe not putting up much resistance, you can probably just throw the ball inside. Like I'm looking like yeah, that I did one. Had that twelve way. shots. Jorge eleven. Ari had nine. So maybe it was like Rose catches the ball. Yeah. They jump. They're on her foot plate. Someone cuts. Oh, okay, I probably shouldn't shoot this. I'll throw it inside. Hey, Luigi had twelve shots as well. Yeah, man. Way to go, him. Um, yeah, there's not a lot on the Zuzanak side other than yeah, fifteen from forty-one shooting over forty-one shots is not enough to win you a game unless you're gonna shoot 75 percent and they did not they shot the wish yeah so i think we'll leave that there because there's i think we would be reaching very deep to find anything good to talk about on that side yes cool Um, okay uh do you have german league stats up in i do i do do. i'm as prepared as i ever am Okay, I'm going to rattle these off and you can tell me anything that stands out to you. So, Donut Trio Dolphins lose to BBC Munsterland, which still sounds like a theme park. So, that one was 59-41. I don't have a lot on either of these teams other than oh, Trio were the team we talked about losing to Thuringen 136 to 30 last week. So I guess if you view it through that lens, this might be something of a win. Uh, um sure. Okay. Yeah, that's that's heavily dependent. Um so Wiesbaden and Thuringen was actually a 17 point Thuringen win, which like it sounds very condescending to say that's probably not a terrible effort from Wiesbaden. Um yeah. because Thuringen have been wrecking everybody they come into contact with. So oh yeah. Like, it sounds super against the grain of what we're doing with basketball to be like, hey, a 17-point win isn't bad, but the state of the German league right now, that might actually not be the worst result in the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Skywheelers beat Baskets Hamburg 64-55. I don't have anything massive to report on that one. Skywheelers... No, sorry, German league... um... Hey, will, when, will be better. Hey, when your two good teams play each other, we'll talk about that. How does that sound? Wow, um, we just talked about so many bad games. Yeah, we did. Um, well, you had your rant the other week about how you'll not be playing along if it's um, if it's not on YouTube. So until they saw, I think a couple of these teams are on YouTube now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Landil beat Hanover eighty-five. 59, which again, that's like a scoreline of respectability from Hanover. Against a very good team. Shout out to Hanover. Um, Yeah, I think the German league is ticking along about as expected, as is the Spanish league right now. To be fair, I don't think we've had like an upset win basically anywhere in the wheelchair basketball world yet. Um, which might make the German league thing all seem a little bit dry and mailed in, which I guess it slightly is. But yeah, also there's a bunch of teams that we're inclined to not worry about as much and they haven't given us any reason to worry about them just yet. And if that happens, we'll change our tune. Yes. Also, anyone who wants to come and change our mind about caring a load about the German league, go ahead. That'd be nice. You know where we are. Come on the podcast. Let's do it. Um, did you watch the French probably finals preview? 
Uh, no, because I, I, I didn't like. I didn't realize that that was the game that was on. And then, like last night, I was like, oh yeah, like it was the usual thing of like Ayaka post highlights and like, oh yeah, those teams <laughs> played. So I, I went on and like scrolled to the end to see who won, and yeah. I'm planning on watching it today. But did you did you go through it? Yeah, I watched it. It was on. Um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago or a couple of episodes ago. We said Lacane might not be up to it this year because they've had a couple of guys depart. But I think that game proved that that may very well not be the case, as they seem to be alive and kicking. Um, oh yeah, they were. They're, yeah, they're massive and fast and physical and don't seem to play any differently despite the fact they've lost a couple of guys who've been there for a long time and they still have more giant mids than basically any team outside of the Spanish men Um, yeah I think Red Dragons looked good for most of it and I don't know if it's like a fitness thing or Lacane just being relentless but they just chipped away at them for the from like the mid third quarter onwards, it, they just kind of wore them down, and yeah. that also was kind it, of like pressed for little parts of it, which is unexpected as well. Like pressing they, with Mendel and Mustafa and Robin, I was like, oh okay. They press everyone at some point. Like they, it's they do the same thing as the USA men's team, where they're like, at this point of the game, we press. At this point in the game, we take it off. They just do that, and I think they take the press on and off enough that it catches you for like two or three possessions at a time. And that that might be enough. But yeah, they won that game by 11. I don't know if they're, they're not like head and shoulders above Red Dragons. I think they have more continuity than them. And like Red Dragons had only played the one league game and then it was a week off. And that matters a lot more for a relatively newly assembled team than a team that's run the same core of guys out for the last eight years or however long it's been. Yeah, it is still like give Alexi Ramone the ball and and let's let's run. Yeah. Has any team has any team scored more consistently while having virtually no shooting? Like obviously Alexi can shoot, but he's the one shooter on that team consistently and they get to 70 plus points regardless. Yeah, they kind of just end up inside-ish. Like, yeah, yeah, no, they're um, they're good. They're we will get onto this in a future episode because this is way down the line. But I don't know if you've seen the Euro Cup pools have come out. Uh, yes, we are and hosting Euro League One finals, so we don't go to qualifiers. I get a weekend. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> um, Lacane have ended up in the one of the Champions Cup qualifiers and them making Champs Cup wouldn't stun me, I don't think. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I've got them here. Um, I've we, got them here. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll save it for future. Future um, reference. Because cool. we'll want to dive in on this at some point. Um, real quick, shall we do predictions for next weekend's games and we'll chuck in predictions for NBA opening night as well, which is tomorrow night. God, yeah. Um, also, everyone, get on the get get on the Substack. We've got something fun coming. We have. Um, I, I I think it's fun. Like you might not. Like I think no. We we had a great time. And if anyone else wants to view the fact that we had a good time debating in a written format, then they should probably have some other hobbies. But I won't be the one to enforce that. Yeah, you big losers. Um... <laughs> <laughs> nah man um, yeah it, it was fun we're talking about what we yeah we'll not spoil it never mind um, sometime between when you hear this and when the NBA season starts something will be out there cool so next week we have Las Rosas Grand Canaria shall I call Las Rosas no, if you want no you Grand didn't. Canaria Grand Canaria by several Okay, um, Malaga, Illunion. Illunion, I dare say. Illunion by a handful. Yeah. If you've got big hands. Um, 
Mercia <laughs> yeah, versus Vigo. Um, if Mercia get their guys back, this might be close, but I feel like Vigo should win this one because if they don't win this one, they are in trouble. Sure, yes. Um, Bilbao versus Albacete. Well, I feel like you're going to go Albacete, so I'll say Bilbao. All right, cool. You might be right. Um, this is the thing. Everyone's like, how do you feel about, like, in the role thing, it was like, how do you feel about, like, your chances? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know yet. Plan is to be there, thereabouts <laughs> at the end of the year. Um, yeah. Zuzanak, uh, Madiba. Be careful. <laughs> I'll go Zuzanak on this one. <laughs> no. Stop it. I I should go. Evidence suggests I should go Madiba. Yeah, Madiba by um, 60 again. Yeah. Um, 60 is wild, man. Like, and, like I've, I've, I've spoken to Anna about this before, but then I've said, like, winning by anything more than 30 is just the same. Like, winning yeah. by 40 is winning by 30. Like, yeah. What's the, most, what's the most you've ever won a game by? Oh, I have no idea. But there's probably some, like, weird English league games that you just run a layup line and win by, like, 80. Like, I have seen, like, 100 to 20 games. Like, I don't know I if th- I've been in one. What about you? I, th- I think that I remember our, big, our biggest score difference ever was... So it was ba- almost bang on what you said. It was something like 103... 16 or something like oh 80 high, high 80s point points different it was bad that two, was ten, back two 10 minute halves in a junior game <laughs> no, honestly I, it was terrible man that's so so bad to play okay um uh yeah they're they're not fun. like it's kind of pointless like yeah. there's a certain point to blow out then you're like hey why am i here especially if you've traveled but okay uh last game of the week is burgos and by the league uh I feel obligated to back Burgos, and if Machek's putting up 26 against Ilunion, he might put up 57 against Fyderlid, so I'm going to go Burgos on this one. That's weird. I feel like you have a soft spot for Burgos. I don't think I do, but I called them to win an upset game, and this game's less of an upset, so therefore there's more reason I might be right if I call them to win. Uh, although these days they'll win a basketball game and you'll be yeah. proven right. I will. I think um, <laughs> I think that the evidence would suggest that Vidalid will win by four because that's what they've done every game this season. But, that's what they do. Yeah. I just have the idea of having like a team that's like built like they've got like a system like I don't know, like a San Antonio Spurs thing where they've got like a rich history of doing things the right way, but these guys' equivalent is winning by four. That would be... If they they had game plans written down and they're like, hey, we can't use this one. We might win by six if we run this play too often. Yeah, Um, when coaches make like make their point when they're always like, hey, if we do this, do this and do this, like we'll, 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 we'll come out the other end on top, but specifically by four. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's the dream it's like Anna's great skill of predicting results by plus or minus two yeah completely insane yeah what a talent shall we do our opening night predictions before we get out of here okay let me see I got it here if you want sure. so game one of the NBA season Brooklyn at Milwaukee Minus Kyrie Irving, obviously, because he's not allowed to play games anywhere now. Yeah, not allowed to play anywhere is sad. Um, I will go uh, Milwaukee by a lot for some reason. No, Milwaukee by like 12. Yeah, I'm getting Milwaukee to win this one as well. I think that Brooklyn are going to probably be a little bit sluggish because they're probably bored of the whole situation. It would be cool if Brooklyn came out, stomped Milwaukee in game one and were like, hey, we're not even a little bit distracted by Kyrie's general That is the thing, that is the thing I could see, like Harden and KD both having 50 because they're like, hey, screw this guy. I can't be bothered. Like when Harden's like, I've had enough of the shenanigans, you know, you're, you're you know, there's too many shenanigans. Uh, 
I think it's funny that they the Nets traded for James Harden so soon after they'd not even seen the Kevin Durant and Kyrie thing fully working together. And it was so obviously their team had been around Kyrie for a bit and were like, hey, we can't rely on this guy. We need that guy from Houston who's throwing the ball at his teammates' toes and like loafing around while the other guys run back on defense. He looks way more reliable than this guy we've got. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a thing of like when everyone's like the third star, if nothing else, is insurance against losing a star. So you still have two. They normally meant by injury, not by like an unbelievable lack of self-awareness or compassion for others. Um, no, that's, sure. that's, that's not fair. No, that's not. But either way, I'm I'm sick of the whole Kyrie thing, man. The He's the worst voice for the voiceless of all time. Voice for the voiceless shouldn't ask for privacy when asked questions about the thing they're taking a stand on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Chris, Chris Vernon's whole rant on it. Yeah. Where he was like, hey, he's not even making a point about anything. Like, even if you were like, no, man, I don't trust these vaccines. I don't think that we should be putting stuff in our body that blah, 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 blah. Like, you'd be wrong, but at least, like, you'd actually be making a point. It would be misguided and, like, incorrect, but you'd actually be trying to say something and standing up for something. Whereas Kyrie's just being like, I don't know, man. Look yeah. into it. Like, I'm, I'm going to hold out till I know what I'm talking about. Um, second, anyway, that's as much as we'll get into that. Probably, yeah. I like have a dig at him in the thing that we're writing together, but yeah. you know, second game, Warriors at Lakers. Uh, preseason would suggest Warriors by something team, but uh, I'm gonna have a lot of fun and go the other way and say Warriors by 35. No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, 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 why not? Warriors by like 20. Okay, I thought I was going to be controversial and pick the Warriors on this one. I, yeah, I haven't seen anything from the Lakers to suggest that they're, if they cared that little about the preseason, they're not being like, hey, game one of the whole season, this matters so much more than those six games. They're not going to care about the regular season either, so the preseason doesn't bother me at all. Like, I'm, I'm... it was once again Chris Vernon made the point where he was like, Yeah, I'm worried about them, but not because they don't care about games in October. <laughs> like yeah. I'm worried about them because they don't fit together and they're not constructed like an actual basketball team. I'm 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 not worried because they're chilling when they're 37 years old. Like, <laughs> yeah. We can be worried about them when they've actually tried to play some games and showed that they still have problems at that point. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, we'll get out of here. Nice. This has been fun. We're going to publish on the Substack probably within the next 24 hours-ish, I guess. Yeah. We're going to try and get an extra episode in this week and rope in a guest, all being well. So we will take it from there. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you want to challenge any of our predictions or give us any grief on anything else, you know where we are. Hit us up. Alternatively, if you want to win a game and prove us wrong and then hit me up, you know where we are. Um, yeah. Or if you don't, like, fine. Yeah. Cool. Also um, uh, yeah. Cool. Um, thanks for listening. And until next time. Yeah. See you later. Peace. Take it easy. Bye.